You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Hello and welcome everyone. So on this episode, Amanda and I are going to dive into the divine masculine and feminine energies. Yeah, this is a topic that I'm so surprised we haven't even talked about yet. Me too, actually. Yeah, the fact that we're 10 plus episodes deep and this hasn't come up as its own topic yet has uh, been interesting, but... Amanda, why don't you start us off by telling us what your definition of the masculine and feminine energies? Okay. So when we think about masculine and feminine in our society, in our, in our, uh, like the global context, we kind of tend to think of it as a gender or as a stereotype because of the way that we've received programming in the media and in the way that we have, you know, typically seen men and women throughout history. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it's not so much about the gender, but simply about the energy that we're going to be talking about today is that this energy exists within everyone. Mm -hmm. Whether you are born biologically with a penis or a vulva, a vagina, or otherwise, anyone has these two polarities of energy. Mm -hmm. This, this, This yang and this yin this push and this pull, um, the active and the potential. These are the two different uh, energies that are always in um, continuous motion with each other. Mm, I love that. And I think it's important that we touch on um, understanding that it's important not to use those pronouns, her and him, when talking about these energies. Not only because it you know respects that it's energy and it's not associated with the genders but right now i think and moving forward in our human evolution we are more and more pushing the boundaries on what gender means for us mm-hmm. and in the real world you know, there are still a lot of stereotypes around what it means to be a masculine man or what it means to be a feminine woman mm-hmm. And when we have these stereotypes sort of programmed in our mind and and we're working through, you know, decolonizing that brain, if you will, (laughs) um, it's sometimes challenging to associate with the different energies uh, that we're going to be talking about because we have this predetermined um, relationship with them, if you will. I so agree with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I find as well, when it comes to this topic of gender, I often, especially in the realm that I'm in working with sexuality, I, I receive a lot of messages from various, um, various diverse people, right? Diverse uh, genders and um, ways of identifying. And a lot of people who can understand the concepts of yang and yin um, don't necessarily always agree with the concepts of masculine and feminine, and I'm so okay with that. Um, mm. It's it's something that uh, makes it simple for me to understand, being that from where I identify. However, I totally understand and appreciate that that's not how everyone else 
does understand it. And so it's still within my, I believe it's my responsibility to still find ways to express how this energy responds um, to itself <laughs> mm-hmm. so that anyone, no matter how you identify or don't identify, can still relate to the message that is here because it's such a powerful message. Wow. Yeah. So let's get into that message. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to start with, you know, you often see on social media the wounded and the divine. Mm-hmm. And the difference between those two, what does it mean to have a wounded masculine or feminine energy versus a divine masculine or feminine energy? This is an interesting question because I think I would have answered it very differently even just like a month ago. Mm. And the reason being is that at this point, um, oh man, when I think of some, something or someone that is divine, to me divination, divinity simply simply implies that there is spirit there is the essence of god there is an essence of holiness or a wholeness mm-hmm. and that it is already perfect right um it's it, it's in its vibration of perfection which you know i think if you, if you kind of explore like the highest vibration is of love it's mm-hmm. a, it's of the loving vibration um and what's interesting is that i often tell people that there is no difference between the spiritual and the physical because they are, there is only illusion of separation. They truly are one and the same as physical beings. We are spiritual, right? As spiritual beings, we are physical. It's truly like they're, they're synonymous with each other in, in some respect. So often when I think of this, like wounded and divine, there's always been this kind of simple understanding of one is one is healed. One is whole and one is fractionated or fractured or, you know, in need of healing and it's kind of like looking at the yin and the yang symbol and you know assuming that only half of it is what is what we need we need a little bit of everything we 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 are human it is our human to be wounded there's there is wound in being human that is part of being in the physical experience and having physical uh sensation Mm. is to be in these experiences of emotion so um i do believe that at a almost at some level it's like our wounded is divine (laughs) but for the purposes (laughs) i hear you and i love you for that little tangent you just went on yes (laughs) but um if we're gonna break it down for the audience give me some like tangible characteristics characteristics the the broken or the wounded and the divine. Yeah, I went a little too meta there. I'm coming back. <laughs> okay, so when we think of the divine, the divine is what is at the highest vibration of love. And when we think of the wounded, it's of like the vibration of fear, the vibration of um, almost like I think of like a woundology, like there's some sort of identity or story that is wrapped up in the attachment of that wound. Plain and simple. (laughs) I still want to break down some like actual words and like characteristics. So when I think about the divine, I think about safe space, protection, Mm -hmm. logic, action. You're specifically referring to the masculine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strength. Mm -hmm. And then when I think of like the wounded masculine, it's, it's like the same characteristics, but just like you said, 
it's operated through a lens of fear rather than love, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Where the the divine, like the logic is there, but it also respects the intuition mm -hmm. as opposed to needing to like hold on to absolute truths. Yeah, I think about how the, when we think of what is divine, I've recognized that the masculine cannot be divine unless the masculine also sees the feminine as divine hmm. and vice versa. The feminine can only be divine if she see, if, if they see the masculine as divine. Right. Right. So those feminine characteristics being intuition, sensuality, in- intimacy, expression, uh, creativity, uh, vulnerability, compassion, flow, yeah. I love the divine feminine. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we need that safe space of our own divine masculine for that feminine to be able to flow and be radiant within. Right. Totally. Yeah. So let's totally. talk about pairing those two and what it looks like to work with our own energies within ourselves. Like what does that mean to honor your masculine and honor your feminine? It's, I find that, in so again in honoring the the divinity or the divine masculine or feminine there is a need to um respect and appreciate both so let's say so you know little anecdotal story here myself i was i was very much in a wounded masculine for a lot of my life or even wounded feminine we'll talk about those after And so when I started to learn about this work, I started to recognize just how deeply I had rejected my feminine and thought, wow, I really, I really, really want to operate from a divine feminine place. Like that would feel really aligned for me. Mm. And in doing that, I, there was so much work that I did and so much healing that came from that. And it's almost like the pendulum shifted so far to one side that it didn't honor necessarily the divine masculine. So I was appreciating my expression and my flow and my creativity and my independent, like, you know, all these like intuition and my feminine independence and all these things that uh, allowed me to be in this softer yet, like just because the the feminine is soft, it's like water, like water can penetrate anything, Mm -hmm. can penetrate a rock, it can penetrate a mountain, like it, Mm -hmm. water doesn't become not strong because it's soft. Mm -hmm. So, you know. You know, it's like the feminine is, she's strong in, or they're strong in their own um, experience, right? That yin is potential energy. And in a yang society, we can't just yang everything. We, we need to have yin. We need to create the potential. Um, there's an unlimited amount of yin. There is a limited amount of yang. Right, right. But it's so interesting that in our society, we are so hungry for that yang and we think that that is how we are going to be successful or be happy right is to do 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 act 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 and so much so that a lot of us are so cut off from the yin that we don't even know how to rest and relax and recharge and allow ourselves to have that space Mm. interesting but there you and I both know that there is a vast limitless power when you're able to step into that yin and embody it and, and let those energies dance. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that, that feminine, that divine feminine, it only honoring the divine feminine, but not honoring the divine masculine, mm. not creating the safety for myself, not creating the space, not creating the structure, not mm. creating the, the, the grounded, you know, um, safety for myself. It's like, then any, sure, I'll be expressive, but like any emotion could come through in a way that's not of love. Yeah. So that brings me a question to you. How does one honor that masculine and apply that structure and perhaps that discipline, if you will, from a place of love and not from fear? Because I feel like there's like that thin line there, right? Mm -hmm. And I often also hear people saying like, oh, I don't want to be too hard on myself. And like, when are you giving yourself too much of a break? You know, like, I feel like there's such an interesting energy in that space. Oh man, it's such a, it's such a good question, Jazz, because like, that's, I think that's like, that's becoming artful with life. Mm. Like that question you just asked, it's like, that's like what I think we all are trying to do, honestly, is trying to find that harmony. We, we think about balance and we're like, oh, we want balance. But balance is like, I think of like a flat line on a, on a screen. It's like, that's not... <laughs> I don't want balance. I want harmony. I want two, two energies to dance together and complement each other and know when to push and when to pull. And, um, you know, I think that there's been this misunderstanding that we look at the way that society is. It's like, well, if we, like, I don't know, I'm like, if we meditate for 15 minutes in the morning and then that way, you know, we, we meal prep our delicious, uh, organic meal now I can tolerate being in this like yang energy all day as though that's enough it's like mm. I, I just because there's an attempt to balance doesn't mean that it's in harmony with itself mm. to be working you know like a dog nine to five for every day of your life to then have what vacation two days in the week like I'm like I don't understand how this is our idea of balance that's not balance like that's <laughs> it's exhausting um <laughs> no, fuck that. I refuse to live my life for 40 years from now when I retire. That's just not, doesn't align for me. Ugh. So yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's something that I think um, when you're asking, like, how do you, how do you find that fine line? It's, it's being, having the flexibility to feel authentic and safe and an integrity in either energy. Mm. Mm. Right. And when you say either energy, let's now shift the conversation a little bit to talk about that energy specifically in all its forms, right? The light and the dark, because mm -hmm. if anything on this show, we know we're not about just all positivity, love and light. We, we also love that dark space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's interesting to talk about what is the light feminine and the dark feminine? What is the light masculine and the dark masculine? I'm eager to hear your perspective on that, actually, because I feel like being the shadow, the shadow, <laughs> shadow worker that you are, I love working with shadow as well. And it's still something that, perfectly honest, I still have to work through the discomfort of working with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where my work is in working with the dark masculine and feminine is being okay with those, I guess, like less conventionally appropriate energies. I'll say my take and then you tell me where you see it a little differently or if, cool. if this. So, um, so for the dark feminine, 
Catherine Hall made a post on this the other day, actually, that was very simple and broke it down extremely well. And I think it said the dark feminine wants to be worshipped. And I see that very strongly where the dark feminine is one that is very clear and precise with what she wants and what she needs and has no problem standing tall and bold and asking for it. Whether that is uh, sex, food, money, material things of this world, uh, she is brave and takes what's hers unapologetically. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am really good with that one then. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you'd add to that? I think, I think of the dark feminine almost like this, she could be misunderstood. Um, I almost think of the show, like the movie Maleficent where she was like this very caring, loving, I don't know if if you've never seen Maleficent, it's with Angelina Jolie and she's, it's the story of, um, what movie is it? I believe it's the, uh, Oh, what's that one? Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Thank you. Sleeping Beauty. And how this, this witch, like, basically, like, this was the most giving, loving, divine feminine creature. And then she was mistreated. And in that mistreatment, she claimed her boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, I'll smite you. Like, mm-hmm. I'll fucking wreck you right now. And it's like, well, no shit, she did that. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, like, that that was, like, like that was... Um, that was justified in some ways, I suppose. And I mean, getting into the topics of justified and what's not justified, I mean, that's not the point of this, but more so just the recognizing that um, the dark feminine is willing to be in her boundary and kind of like a phoenix that used to like die and like be reborn and die and be reborn, now can stand within the fire and be like, I'm unscathed and like, I'll Mm. burn this shit down, y'all. Like, don't fuck with me. It's like that Kali energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I see that with the with the dark feminine, and that that that's a necessary like that's like a mama bear energy. That's so valid. Yeah, so valid, and so it's like if we don't have that energy, that's a problem. That's a huge problem for for our our holistic picture of who we are as human beings. But what would you say is society's view and how they how does society really receive that energy? fucking doesn't well i think this is like where women have been really suppressed and the feminine has been really suppressed um and that boundaries are seen as it's like if you have boundaries you're seen as selfish Mm. and that martyrdom has been glorified and sacrifice has been glorified as though that's like the the most honorable way to enlightenment it's like Mm. no you have to claim your soul you have to claim your body and you have to stop at nothing to defend your truth I'm going to pause you right there because we're going to probably do a whole number, another episode on the suppression of the feminine. <laughs> Every time I'm like, let's talk about this, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Shifting <laughs> uh, back to the dark masculine. You tell me your description of the dark masculine. So this is really interesting that we're talking about this because I feel like this is something that only recently has integrated for me mm-hmm. um, in a new way. And I think it's that there's this, there was a misconception with the wounded masculine and the dark masculine. And that when we think of, when I, when I think of the wounded masculine, the wounded masculine is like the perpetrator, 
he like takes and and like pillages and like right it's like this like it's this very aggressive energy this violent almost violent domineering energy um that will take power from others and so there was this assumption i guess yeah an unconscious assumption that like that was the same as the dark masculine but the the dark masculine energy i'm recognizing is like this warrior energy this energy of taking with integrity mm-hmm. so it's like taking it's like you know taking a stand and taking responsibility and being willing to be like no like i don't stand for this very similar to the boundaries of the dark feminine. There's a boundary of, I will fight and I will die for what I believe right now. Right, right. Where the dark feminine is more of like, I'm claiming this. The dark masculine is more of like, I'm protecting this. Yeah, totally. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that again, from like the societal view that can get twisted with like narcissism, right? Totally. And I think that that that's where a lot of the stigma comes in of like claiming what's ours with that integrity. And when we're in that integrity and really connected to our values, I think that that is like one of the ultimate self-loving acts. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I even that this, I think society even confuses the dark masculine with like the wounded masculine, the same way that I feel like I have. I'm in the past and almost that there's this assumption that like, yeah, if we step into that space that we could, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what the rhetoric is there, but I think that there's just such a denial of being willing to protect what truly is true to our hearts because it's been seen as of, of like almost like taking with greed, like mm-hmm. protecting, protecting an empire, but like with greed, not for like, I'm protecting this empire to protect the people in it. I'm protecting it to protect my power. Right. I think that and also there is this hesitation to sort of claim with integrity because a lot of us aren't connected to what we really want. Mm-hmm. Right. And Absolutely. so like this rat race mentality of like, oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Even the term rat race, it's like a bunch of rats in a maze. They're all just like being puppeted around for some cheese. It's like... <laughs> let's just take a step back and look at like yeah. what's really going on here. You know, like the, the way that these, these programs, the way that even just the common language that we use and mm-hmm. that we, we associate, I think being in our darkness with, with taking from other people in a way that we are now like, a, we're like not worthy. We're not, we're, we're guilty and we're harming others when really it's like, there will always be, unfortunately, and maybe not, maybe not there will always be, but right now we're in a place where uh, our society really, for whatever reason, breeds out of conflict. Like there's a conflict that almost seems like it's necessary. And though I don't like that, that's also my like light feminine. That's like, let's all just hug and like, let's all just love each other. And I'm like, okay. And also um, it would be delusional to live in that little, that, that land if it's not what's really happening right now. So there's a level of human beings love stories. They love conflict. They love excitement. They love the, the cycles of, of life and death. But I don't think that the stories that we've, ex- that we've been experiencing at a mass level have been honoring life and death. I think they've been honoring life and torture. Mm. And that we see like the darkness as torture. Well, yeah, absolutely. We're so afraid of it. It annoys me how much people are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> honest with you 
<laughs> I love that you feel that way. I'd love to hear more about that. Like, what what do you think that people misunderstand so much about the shadow and about the darkness? It's like it just they don't give it a chance. It's like there's this predetermined gnosis of how they're going to feel about it, and that's just a bunch of bullshit. You know, we both know that it's challenging to approach, but we both also know that when we approach, it's much different than what we think it is. It metamorphoses and shifts and alchemizes into a lot of beauty. And so to deny yourself of that, it's like, fuck, man. (sighs) I feel like you have to, in some ways, go through the wounded to get to the dark. For sure. Well, that's how you enter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in doing that, there's, it's, it's divine. And that's like bringing us back to full cycle. I was like, right, it's divine and it's wounded. Am I crazy? Is this making sense? <laughs> uh, I'm losing myself in my own mind. Okay. Is there anything else we want our listeners to know today? I think that um, in listening to this episode, it's again, in recognizing that when, when we remove the gender of, you know, masculine, feminine with like male, female, Um, there's a recognizing that these are simply, I like to think of them like archetypal energies. They're simply, they they just simply are. They've always existed. They will theoretically always exist as these push-pull energies and these passive-active energies. And, you know, just because something is passive doesn't make it not necessary. Just because something is is pulling doesn't mean it's not as strong as the push. Right. um, Or not as as important. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms always welcome your input so feel free to comment your questions make guest suggestions and let us know what you learned and it is so 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 appreciated that you please rate comment and share so we can grow this conscious collective platform with gratitude amanda and jazz